Hi, my name is Arthur, and today I'm going to be talking about my hobbies and places I like to live and why I don't want to go to the moon. Main point one, hobbies. I like to spend time with my friends and family. I love to go hunting and ride around with my friends. Places I like to go. I like to go down to California for vacations. I also like to go to Macquarie, which is located southeast of Bethel. Macquarie is my hometown. Why I don't want to go to the moon? The reason why I don't want to go to the moon is there's no oxygen and there's, there's nothing to do up, up there in space. Please introduce yourself. My name is Walter Larson Sr. My, my age is uh, 79 years old. I was born December 12, 1941. And uh, I lived in Alaska. I have lived all my life in Alaska. My, my living was in Napakiak until I became 14 years old when I got into high school. And uh, Napakiak is right alongside the river Kuskokwim. The Kuskokwim is our mainstay, our main life, and uh, life just evolves around the Kuskokwim. What river are we talking about? The river we're talking about is the Kuskokwim. Napakiak is uh, on the uh, on a slough on, on the side of the Kuskokwim called the Johnson Slough above the Johnson River called the Johnson Slough. We call it the Napakiak River. And what, what is a nice road? A nice road is used, uh, well, the, the Kuskokwim, the Kuskokwim becomes a nice road uh, when it's about, uh, when it's safe enough to hold a human being going across or going down river, eventually start on snow machines and eventually trucks and cars. And when the snow gets thick on it, there's drifts of snow out there where you can't get over. And uh, the city or the villages will cut a road called an ice road and uh, that's used for subsistence for uh, hunting for ice fishing and going to and from villages into Bethel or upriver is uh, I think I'm answering number four here it's used to subsist on and uh, also visiting friends and families in other various villages. When does the river usually break up, like the months, and how long does it take? When it freezes, there's different different depths the ice will go. The ice depth this year would probably be around five feet, because it, uh, it was closed, or it was, uh, it was cold, steady for about a month and a half, two months, with no snow on top of the ice, and therefore the, the ice would be fairly thick. And uh, when the river starts to break up, that happens. If the ice is thin, we start we quit using the river road, ice road, especially with trucks in the, toward the end of May. And we travel only by snow machines or four-wheelers at that time. And so it's frozen from end of October, November, December, January, February, March, April, 
and then May we start to ease up on using the heavier equipment out there. And then in May the ice will go out and it takes when the when the ice is going out or when the ice is thick like that, it'll it'll take about six months of uh, use, using that ice road. Is the ice road dangerous? What are some of the dangers? Uh, the ice road, I have in my time, in my lifetime, I have seen many vehicles that uh, that had accidents on the river. I think there were two head-on collisions. There were a lot of snow machine collisions, and uh, there have been trucks and cars that have uh, uh gone too fast and uh, when they lose control they tip over and roll and some of those those are the dangers of using that uh, ice road uh, it's okay if someone is sober and the judgment is clear no drugs no alcohol and no showing off you know being being sober is to use that ice road with care and not to not to be excessively fast don't be fast but be use good judgment and when is it safe or dangerous some of the dangers on that river is uh, e uh some of this areas in this river uh the uh there are areas that won't uh, freeze very thick because of uh ice flow or water flow when the river river water is flowing fast it doesn't freeze right away and so it will take a long time to freeze and those are always a danger so one thing we can do is stay on the road stay with the trails uh but if you know where you're at you can go most any place out there but you just gotta use good judgment and uh the dangers of it are you could fall through, you could um, get lost. There's one instance in my lifetime that I got lost in that river out there. It, it's not thick, it's not wide. You, some places about a mile, a mile, a mile and a half wide maybe. But um, when the storms are really bad out there, snow blowing and whatnot, is another danger where uh, we can get lost. And I have gotten lost. Do you have an interesting story about the ice breaking up? I've seen many, many different types of ice breakup out there. Some of them are so boring, you know, the ice goes out, you don't know about it. You sleep and then here it, here it goes, it'll start running and pretty soon, about a week after it starts, maybe on to two weeks, it'll be gone. There, there's no flood. There's times when it floods real bad out there, and what makes it flood is the uh, the overflow on the sides of the river. That overflow ice will get really thick from uh, tight water going going onto the or getting getting making the ice thick, and those cakes of ice will uh, sometime be maybe half a mile long, and those are the, those are the dangerous ice that'll uh, block the river in the uh, as the ice starts to go out sometimes they uh, make such a blockage on like from the from an island to the mainland there'll be so much big ice like that together they they'll uh, create create a stoppage and one time i was about 12 13 years old when uh, when the um, ice 
jam below Napakiak, about three, four miles below Napakiak, the ice jam was there. The elders told us not to go there, not to go check, even if we were curious, not to go check that area. Well, we did. I, I went along and we went to go check to see what it was like. We got just to the back side of it, and I tell you that ice was packed up so high. It was really, really high. And uh, the danger of it was if it had started to tumble down at that time, it would have, uh, somebody would have, might have gotten hurt. But at that time, during that time, this was the very last time that the Army, Department of the Army or something, bombed that ice ice jam. First, they used a 500-pound uh, a bomb. It didn't do any good. And we were in the back just looking at it, and here come, here, pretty soon there was this big explosion in front of us. So we started running back, and then pretty soon we started hearing another drone of an airplane way up. And then pretty soon there was a bigger bang, a big, big bang. And they blew up that thing with an 800-pound bomb, and uh, it started flowing down. Once that ice jam was gone, it took the river something like four or five days to clear up and didn't, didn't have any more ice on it because all the ice from upriver, way upriver, had come down and had piled up behind all these big pieces of ice down there. And... We couldn't go nowhere, but there was a lot of uh, water on the over the land. Everything was flooded. Our house at Napakiak at the time, ours was quite high on uh, post and pad. It had maybe uh, between three to four feet from the ground to the uh, to the bottom of the house, and uh, the wa flood water came right up to the bottom of the house, but didn't get into into the insulation so we were we were spared that but there was a lot of houses that got flooded out and people had to people had to go to the the school to get out of the flood flood waters i remember there was one time it flooded so bad but this was above napakia it flooded so bad at napaskia oscarville and quickluk they um they transported a lot a lot of people from napaskia oscarville and akatrok quickluk to bethel high school uh to take them away from the from the flood and they they kept them here until the ice until the jam broke and there was no more water that was the last time I seen that one that bad.